This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is brought to you in association with Wednesday Picks, the free-to-play game where you can bag yourself a £1,000 just by answering a few questions based on our upcoming fixture. Just head to the iOS App Store or the Google Play Store to download the app and enter your predictions. You have to be over 18 to play. Please gamble responsibly and be gamblerware.org. And welcome to the first proper episode of the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. I'm James. And I'm Jamie. And we'll be going over all the main talking points from Hillsborough, uh, such as the purely sacking, the next manager speculation, and that infamous Chancery press conference, to name but a few, uh, as well as looking back uh, at the back to back wins against Middlesbrough and Derby uh, that's lifted us out of the relegation zone uh, for the first time this season. Uh, but before we start, um, hope you all had a good Christmas and Happy New Year to you all. Uh, did anyone receive any Wednesday-related Xmas presents at all? If you did, you know, tweet us and send us a picture and we'll be sure to share uh, the best ones uh, over on Twitter and, and Facebook. Uh, did you get any, Jamie? I didn't personally, but um, I shouldn't, I shouldn't really admit this on a podcast, but I went round to my uncle's Christmas Day, a few of us went round, um, and he had a picture sent to him by Vardy. Um, of, of Vardy, sorry, um, when he stood when he two footed the corner flag at Bramall Lane, that that that's in a frame with Wilde in the background with hands on it, on hands on hands on his head, which looks quite funny. <laughs> that's quality. Yeah, I just got the, you know, the obligatory Wednesday beanie hat and what have you. So uh, <laughs> just uh, nothing, uh, nothing too special. Like I said, if you've got anything, then just uh, then do send it in, and we'll like I said, we'll share the uh, we'll share the best ones. So we'll we'll jump straight into it then. Um, Middlesbrough, obviously we just sacked Pulis, which obviously we'll come on to a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, with everything that went on, I totally forgot that they were playing Middlesbrough. To yeah, be perfectly honest. Um, but yeah, the two two goals. We, I think I saw a statistic: we've not scored two goals at Hillsborough for absolutely donkeys. Which I couldn't, I couldn't really. Well, I could believe actually because we've been terrible. Um, but yeah, what do you, what do you think of that? Uh, about the whole performance, really. We were, it weren't the best. Um, first, first half, we it took us a while to get in. Um, we were counter counterattacking as, as we seem to play all the time recently. But then when they got them two goals, you just knew second half. 
as soon as they come out, I thought they get an early goal. That's it. It's going to be three, four, five, two, maybe. As negative, negative as it sounds, but um, yeah, when they got that first goal, I think we managed the game out really well, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, um, I said that the pass from Palmer to to Patterson. I mean, I'm not Palmer's biggest fan, to be honest. I think he's a bit out of his depth uh, in Championship. I think he's league, probably League One at, at best. But that pass that he, that he played, yeah, great ball, inch, wasn't it? Yeah, inch perfect, and he took it well. To be fair, I thought his second touch, Patterson. I thought he, I thought he took it too wide, uh, but you know he just kind of snuck it in at that far post. And uh, I was going, I was going ballistic, me when I, I were, did <laughs> when I, I was watching it. <laughs> I went mental, mate. I went absolutely mental. I just to finish because it looked scruffy in that, but he knew what he was doing. Like because Patterson hadn't got the pace, is he always puts in a good performance? He always puts in a good shift. He never stops running. When he came off, a few fans went mental. Like, oh look. Look at him punching the seats and breaking stuff. He's got no discipline and whatever. And shut up, it's his passion. And it shows he's bothered. I wouldn't want players to just come off and be like, sit down on the bench, oh, give me my coat and start having a laugh with people. Like bloody Adebarju did when he high-fived his mate at Forest when he scored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, it's true. I mean, that's what we need. We need people that want to play for this shirt. And like you said, he might, not, he might not be the most talented player uh, that we've uh, that we've got, but he actually does put a, just put a shift in, and I mean it showed as well. He's what leading goal scorer now, anyway. He's top uh, scorer now, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, scored again against uh, against Derby. Again, we'll come on to that uh, a little bit a little bit later on. Um, but I mean, I, I'm quite I'm quite pleased with the way that the Wednesday played. You know, they played a bit more attacking. Um, you know, fuelless balls were uh, were out of the window. Um, yeah, people exactly. have been saying people have been saying that you know with that team already picked beforehand. Obviously, we're never going to. We're never going to know that, um, really, unless we speak to players, I suppose. But um, I thought the bit more impetus and a bit more attacking-minded, and we actually tried to put put players under pressure. I mean, Adebayo, uh, he was trying to get forward. And, I mean, just one, one thing on Adebayo. Since that, you know, you've already alluded to it, that I five incident. I think he's yeah. come out and done yeah all right, all right to be fair. He has. He has. I don't think he should be at the club. I know it sounds a bit extreme, but I don't. I don't think. I do not think he should be at club. Like it just doesn't happen anywhere. That doesn't happen yeah. anywhere else. And it, nobody gets away with that. It's absolutely ludicrous what happened. I, I still can't get over it now. No matter what he says, he's been told after the game, "You need to say this. You need to say that." I don't care what he says. But yeah. the thing is, when you look at the team, when you look at the team, <clears throat> you've got Odubarju at right back and pushing forward, and then you've got Kadimari's right mid. So you've got them two overlapping each other or whatever. And and when you can remember when you had John Paul McGovern and Simek and they'd overlap each other and they'd always be dangerous. It's a bit like them two, but did it's just not it just never seemed to click until overnight and it really did overnight. I think it was Derby game second half when it did because he were playing really well in Aris. It just didn't yeah. seem to have that end product, but it does look it does look really, really good. I just think we need to because he can't defend much. I don't think Odebarju can defend that well. He's a great liability, isn't it? You're just thinking, oh, you're just gritting your teeth, going, oh, every time he gets in box, because anywhere near it. But I'd love to know how many penalties he's given away. I think he must be, he must, well, it feels like he's, he's given about double figures away in terms of penalties. But I said, I'd love to know uh, how many actually is, because like you I, said, I, I checked I, up. Oh, yeah. I looked, looked at it, and in the last two seasons, he's given away 5,346. <laughs> <laughs> must have took you a while to count all them, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, it was, it was a fantastic win. Uh, that that made it, um, you know, two wins out of three, weren't it? Unbeaten in three. And then we went on to Derby as well, but, you know, a couple of days later, um, New Year's Day, obviously on, on Sky and everything. Um, I, I must admit, I mean, you, you, you texted me, didn't you, whilst the match were on. It was absolutely yeah. diabolical. 
I could not yeah. believe that first half. Right, we actually were that. Well, yeah. I mean, I, t- I tweeted in second half. You know, some of you might have seen it. Uh, I think I put something like, I don't know, come down with me on Channel Four if you want, if anyone wants to watch it. And uh, and about about two minutes after we scored, so I do apologise for anyone that switched over uh, and put whatever channel <laughs> program it was on and missed that goal. Um, but it would it was terrible. I mean, just looking at the the, the, the possession. 68% possession to Derby. We only, uh, you know, it, it would just, it would just an absolute onslaught and uh, how we got away with that and come away with a, with a 1-0 win. I mean, I'm not complaining. I mean, you have to play ugly sometimes, don't you? Uh, and, you know, to get you, to get the wins and nobody's going to look back at the end of the season and say, Yeah, and give a toss. Well, yeah, no one's going to give a toss. No, they're not going to say, you know, we played crap against Derby and, um, you know, we shouldn't have won or anything. All you're going to look at is, you know, them three points and, and you know, just getting out of relegation zone for the first time in what's felt like forever. Um, I mean, just going yeah. on to be, before the game, what did you think to the like the, the lineup that they chose? Obviously, no no dunks, no Westwood, which we mostly later found out that they've yeah. both got a bit of a, a bit of a niggle. Um, but, what, you know, what did you think to, to the lineup that they, they chose? I think he's put the best out what he can, James. You, you can only put out what you've got given. Going back to Pulis, it was too defensive. I don't... There's so much we can talk about on this whole situation, but when you're not playing Westwood, you can't sit there and say he's been kicking a lot recently. He's been he's a goalkeeper, and he said, "Why aren't you playing?" Because he's had a lot of kicking to do. That's what he said. Honest to God, I don't know if you saw it. His live interview, his live interview, he actually said, "Yeah, Westwood, he's just coming back to match fitness, and he's had a lot of kicking to do. He's a goalkeeper." <laughs> I know. I, I, what do you mean? He's had a lot of kicking to do. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, uh, so it, it, it was a good lineup, and it was best he could. Yeah, I mean, it later come out that he had a bit of a niggle. Westwood. Uh, I don't think. Uh, I don't think Thompson wanted to kind of say too much because he was saying that um, you know they, they just rested him. But then again, Dunks come out on Twitter and just said that he's got a bit of a, a bit of a hamstring injury. I mean, when it come out, I looked at the team and I thought, what formation are we playing? I, I honestly yeah. did not have a. I, I did not have a clue yeah, yeah. what formation they were playing. To be honest. Once I pieced it all together, I had um, his down playing a bit of a three-five-two. Uh, you know, we Odebejo and um, Palmer, and then Lee's yeah. in middle. They're not. I mean, Odebejo and, and Palmer aren't centre backs, but that's kind of what formation I had. And I think you Sky have to play went. It. Yeah, I think Sky went with the same as well. But then when they, when they kicked off, I thought, wait a minute, what what, what they're playing here? And obviously, Shaw slotted in. In, into that centre centre back role uh, again. We'll uh, we'll touch on we'll touch on him a little bit later on. I know he got, I know he got man at match, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't really think he had that much of a game. A bit controversial. It was James, and I'll tell you what. Something we can touch on. Uh, Mark Holmes he tweeted he tweeted us saying um, we've got a massive problem a left back. So what do you think to Penny and stuff? They mentioned Penny, and is I think he's bang on because we have got a problem with left back and. He's part, um, Matt Penny is somebody that is a bit like Odebardu, is a bit like Palmer, is a bit like Frankie Simic, who I keep mentioning, Derek Geary, that but the other side, left back instead of right back, that will pass the ball and then run onto it. He's not like a Tommy Spur who just is solid at left back or who else we yeah. had that play. You know what I mean? He just, he'll, he'll, over, he'll overtake and he'll run. He'll, and he's got a shot as he can score as well, like you saw when he was alone in Germany. But I've, I think he's bang on with that. Like, why is he not give, Why is he not getting given the chance? Because it's all right us saying... He's, he's great good, he's great good, he's great good. Why not? But every time a manager comes in, it doesn't get that chance, so he must be doing something wrong. There must be something. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, he went out to, to Germany on loan, didn't he? Which, fair enough, bit of a match experience and, and what have you. I think he played... And Luca High. Luca High. Yeah. And that's that's the only person he's played under at Wednesday properly, and that's who he went on loan to, but... Yeah, I think he, I think he played, what, 16, 17 times over, over there. Uh, and then, you know, he's come back, he's signed a year extension, and he's not really got a look in, um, which is a bit strange, especially when we've, you know, when we haven't really got a, a left-back in the side at all. So you'd think that he would yeah. just be first name on team sheet, really, because he'd have just slot straight in. But I've absolutely no idea why he's, why he's not playing him. Like you said, something must have gone on. He must have either, I don't know, not, he's obviously not doing not doing the right things. I mean, he came on for a bit of a cameo appearance, didn't he, at the end, uh, end of the Derby game for about yeah. all of three minutes or so. So, obviously, and he is, and he is getting on bench, but you know, only time will tell. Uh, hopefully, you know, we hopefully he does start to make a bit of a bit of appearance and we'll, uh, we'll I hope he does. We, it's all, we'll it's always good on. to see Wednesday players in the game. It's always good to see fans and players that come through the system or whatever. Um, I just think, right, going back to the Derby game, I think the only, the positive thing about it, right, you know when you look at, we're on about first, that first half, that Kazim Richards header against Barr, oh, yeah. um, the, the few one-on-ones they missed. Like, let's, let's talk about that first half at Derby and Shaw, because... That first half was horrendous. We could have been 5 0 down. That's not exaggerating. It could have been 5 0 down. But then again, the the good thing about that is the second half, he, whether it were Thompson who had that talk or not, which it obviously was, they've come out and they were just a complete different side. So it shows the professionalism. It shows they can do it. It shows they can change a performance. And it shows how much difference it takes going in at half time, having 15 minutes and having a team talk and saying what you're doing wrong to come out and change it like they did. So it makes a difference, which is why managers, it's important that we have next time because we're Pulis. Again, like, there were no coming out second half and fighting. Bro. It were always boring because no. he was a defensive manager. But as for sure, I know you said earlier it was debatable. We could have been 5-0 down at our time. And Shaw was a centre-back. It's not, his, it's not his original position, but he was centre-back. And he, that Kazim Richard, you let him slip for that. Um, that one-on-one, he could have got a foot in there. So at half-time, if we're going 5-0 down, Luke Shaw's at fault for a lot of them. Is it at fault for a lot of them goals. And yeah. then he's not man at match. He's hated because he can't play at that position again. He's got to... But because he got he got lucky with that, second half have come out and he's put a good few passes in. I get I get where they're coming from because because he is solid. I do think he looks solid, but I think he's yeah. better off as a midfielder. I think he's better off as a midfielder. Then look at last minute when he's cleared it, he just panicked a bit. It's only his age, but he's panicked and passed it straight to him in our area, and it, sh- it should have been one one. And is he going to get man at match then? No, he isn't. So it's all right raving about him and going mad, but let's keep him grounded and let's like, do you know what I mean? Let's get back to reality. Matt, it's he's had a good yeah. game, but we were lucky. So, yeah, I was a bit, I was a bit shocked. Uh, I, I said, you know, at the time, I was saying, you know, he's not having a great game. Like you said, he let uh, Kazim Richards go for that that header that hit the bar. He was his man, and he just he just got a bit lazy, and you know, he didn't see, didn't track his run and what have you. Uh, and the same with, um, like you said, a bit, late, a bit later. I just thought he just a few misplaced passes, a few, um, you know, a bit out of position. Like I said, I know he's, I know he's not a centre back by trade. I know he's a midfielder. But, yeah, I mean, exactly. I suppose, I suppose if we have got that player that is a bit of like a utility man uh, moving forward, at least at least we have got that. You know, you can shuffle things around if things happen, your know, injuries and what have you. Although saying that, centre back isn't really the position that we need any help in. We've, I think we've got more centre backs on our books at the moment than, than you can shake a stick. You can shake a it stick. Doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, don't matter. They'll get injured. They'll, no matter who we get, they're going to get injured. So yeah. that other barge you block, by the way. Let's let's appreciate that because. 
I, I forgive him for what he did at Forest because that's just because that block. But do you know, just thinking about it now, right? That's just made me think. So centre back that Aidan Flint came and he's injured. Dunks injured most of the time. Over Van Aken injured. Lees were injured. Then he were back in and out. Um, who else? Burner. Burner. Yeah, he's injured. Who else? They're all injured. I know. Everybody's I just injured. Can't it just keeps happening. I can remember when it happened to um, to Carlos. We finished f- f- six and then got per final. Then we finished fourth, lost in semi final on penalties. Then the season after, we we got battered with injuries. We had literally 10, 13 injuries, literally. And then we're all saying it must be something they're doing in training, but it's clearly not because it keeps happening. I don't know what it is. We just seem to sign Bambis. I know. I ain't got a clue. I mean, you know, these, these players that have, you know have had no injuries all the way throughout the career, and then they come to Wednesday, and then they, they can't, you know, they can't even play four or five games without picking up a niggle or whatever. I've absolutely yeah, yeah. no idea what it is. It must be an absolute nightmare for for managers when they come in because you know they, they can't even pick the best side. Uh, they're always having to, you know, I bet yeah. I bet we've not picked the same side for more than if we've played the same side in two consecutive games. No, I'd be, ama- I'd be amazed. I'd be amazed. Yeah, I doubt it. And, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So when when we're talking about you know continuity and, and trying to get the you know these level of performances together, it's it's never going to be easy when you, when you're not having a solid solid team. You know, we're not we're not Man City. We can't rotate. We can't get you know bring these world class players in off at bench. We're having to yeah. we're having to make do with it, with a with a squad that's. Well, I mean, I just think it's just a bit below par, to be honest. And we're we're doing best. Like I said we're doing best we can. Um, and let, let's just see what you know we've we picked. Yeah, up. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, we've picked up another victory. I mean, that's what that's like that 10, 10 points in twelve now. It's like it's like like promotion form. Yeah, it is you know, for four it's games. Cra- but it's it's crazy. It's crazy to think uh, how just a few uh, a few victories and what have you, and a few points on board can do to you know to your morale and stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I say lift his eye at uh, bottom three, uh, and let's just see how we how we go on. I mean, just on that um, back onto you know staying with Derby game as well. They, you know, Patterson scored on sixty one minutes, uh, put his head in where he hurt. We've already spoke about yes. Patterson uh, about being that you know that dogged player, not quite got as much skill as the rest, but he, he is that person that will. Yeah. Like I said he'll he'll get stuck in. Uh, you know, just for some some tough challenges and what have you and it's what we need it's, it's kind of a bit like the, the Sam Hutchinson I see him as a bit of a Sam Hutchinson type of, yeah. type of mould not obviously in position wise but just in his mentality and stuff I don't know what you think about, about that I do I um, I agree with you um, he's, he's, he's passionate I like, I like someone that's passionate that wants to play for a team and stuff like that I think that brings me into somebody like Jordan Rhodes with when you've got Patterson who's not a striker who's playing up front and you've got I just I, just, I think he gets when you look at Rhodes, it's just all he's getting is slated left, right and centre. But then you look at this, if you look at his stats, all his goals he scored, yeah, he's amazing. But then you look at the say, I don't know, I don't know the exact number, but I'm just doing an example. So he's played eight in the last 10 games. So so if he scores next game, it'll say scored one in nine. But he's not, he's, that's not true. It is, but he's coming on with seven minutes left when the one nil up, when they're hoofing it up to him to clear. It's, it, it's ridiculous. Like all we say is, I'm not backing him and saying he's the best player in the world. Let's get that straight. Are you a Rhodes fan? I am, but you. But I am a Rhodes fan. But listen, I know this is going to cause controversy. But I'm not a fan where I think he should play every game. I'm not saying that. I'm not a fan where I think he's brilliant. I think he's awful. But you can't say to me that he has been given. Oh, he's, this is his last chances. I'm sick of giving him chances. He hasn't ever been given a chance for Wednesday where he's played three games in a row. That's a fact. So how can that be a chance? It can't be a chance. He'll play and then he'll come off bench for five minutes left and then he won't score. You can't give. You can't say giving someone a chance that doesn't get a run in the game. 
So coming on with 10 minutes left, when you're on your own up front against Derby and they're, everyone's forward and all we're doing is hoofing it up to him, that's not giving a chance in the team. Giving a chance is 90 minutes against the team near bottom at league where he plays 90 minutes. And then if you don't score, it's confidence. He'll play next game because he'll, he'll know he's playing. That's giving yeah. a chance. So that's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like he's just not good enough, uh, pers- yeah. personally. I, I just think, you know, he ain't got any pace. I, I, personally, I, I think that we we don't play to his strengths. I think, yeah, he is yeah, a fantastic don't. footballer. You don't, you don't score the amount of goals that he's scored. Yeah, exactly. Not, not, being, a, not being a good footballer. Um, but, you know, he's getting out of it now. You know, as every year goes by, he's, you know, he's getting a bit slower. Uh, but he's that person that's in and out six-yard box, sniffing around yeah. and getting like his I mean, well, yeah, I mean, we'll look at the three goals he scored against Forest last uh, Exactly. Last, last I know it's season. random, all them, but... All them goals were all, you know, in and around the six-yard box and what have you. That's where he scores his goals. But we don't get the ball in and around the six-yard box. I think I think that statistic came up when uh, when the match ran on Sky and he said, we've got the lowest touches in the opposition box uh, in the whole of yeah. the, you know, in the whole of the championship. Yeah. So we're not, we're not getting the ball in those areas for him to take his chances. Yeah, I think the only thing that he does when he comes on is he gets them fouls. He goes down, he's got he's got legs for like, you know, breadsticks for legs. He's clever. He's you know clever. I mean? he, he knows goes, what he's doing. Yeah, he just goes down, gets them free kicks and what have you. Um, and that's the only thing that he's, that he's doing. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've seen seen today, but uh, apparently QPR are interested in the, in signing him. Uh, there's been rumours. So I've not seen that, I no. I don't know about you, but I'll pay for his taxi and he can get straight off. <laughs> <laughs> the, only reason, the, only, the only reason I'll do that is because he's never going to play for Wednesday so it's just somebody else we can get in it's not because I don't think we should have him because I do, honestly do think if he goes to somebody like QPR on a small pitch like they have and he's and he's playing every game which he will I reckon he'll bang him in again I'm telling you now that's what I think personally but the only thing is if he does go to QPR and he starts banging him in obviously they're yeah, in, but... in and around where we are I don't really want him to go to a side and start scoring goals and helping them you know Get out, get out at relegations. Yeah, no, so that's going to that's going to hinder hinder us. I mean, I saw another statistic as well, which which made me laugh. Uh, apparently, Jordan Rhodes has scored more goals for the opposition side at Hillsborough than he has for Wednesday at Hillsborough. Well, he scored four for Huddersfield for a start at Hillsborough. So I know, and it, it is. So I want to I want to touch on. I've seen a lot of tweets about this as well, like Reach. Um, so, you know, half time against Derby, like, oh, he's the worst football. Whatever, but I've just got to agree with everybody on this. I think Adam Reach has been our most solid performance, solid, solid person in our team for, for about a year now. I think he's honestly, I know he's not been scoring like he used to, but even when we say he used to, we didn't. He only scored them four, three screamers and maybe one or five, I don't know, but he just, he, I think he's just been a really, really good player. He never stops running. He's always, always got that cross on him. He's also been played out of position a lot. I just really think he's a good player. And then he will play up front but you don't want to be up front. When you say playing out of position, um, just looking now, he's played left side of midfield six times. This is this is this season, by the way. He's played yeah. right side of midfield three times. They've gone down as defensive midfielder on left-hand side, so like wing-back uh, on left-hand side twice. Left-hand yeah. side of defence twice. Uh, forward twice. Attacking midfielder once. Defensive midfielder on right-hand side once. You know what I mean? He's, not, he's, he's played, you know, well, 18 times this season, and he's, he's he's only played in the same position according to these statistics here six times. Do you know what I mean? He's played, yeah, he's been played on left, yeah, he's exactly. Been played on, he's been but, played but on then right. there's nothing you can do about it. 
there's nothing you can do about it when when you've got these injuries. But at the same time, you look at him at Norwich, that cross he did for Windass, he's in left mid in his position, he's still got that goal in him because he got it at Blackburn, if, if whatever. <laughs> Just get on to Chancery quickly if we can, because yeah, all this stuff. I I was the I was one of them going. You can't do it after ten games, even though I agreed. You can't do this. You can't do that. And blah blah blah. And he did this interview and he came out, and then and then all the fans are saying you can't do that. You can't blame other people. You can't come out and pinpoint. But I think he's completely bang on Chancery in everything he said in that interview in half an hour of listening to him about how negative he was, how he didn't message back, and blah blah. I think he's got a right to stick up for himself. Like he's put all the money into this club. Yeah, he's messed up with a few things. Yeah, he's, he's admitted stuff like that, whatever. But you've got. You can see he always goes on about his son because his son's that that act his at Chan series a lot of Wednesday yeah. fans will they'll give him rubbish and that I don't like it or he'll follow someone on Twitter and stuff like that his son and Wednesday assigning him and blah whatever but I just think look at how passionate his kids are about him. they love him he loves being here and stuff he, he could have got gone up and gone a few times now but he's passionate about Wednesday you can see him when if he's if he's an owner of a club and he gets a manager and he doesn't respect him and stuff like he doesn't he wins one game in ten games which if he play, I know it doesn't sound a lot James but you think. That one game in ten, that is four games in forty. That's nearly a full season winning four games. You can't, you can't have a manager like that, especially when we're about to stay up. When we've got to try and stay up, and then you yeah. look at when he's gone, we've got two wins in two. So he's right, he's completely right, and he's stuck up for himself. He said all the negative stuff that he said about him, which were true. He's not trained one day just because he fancied a day off. He just left. Like it's yeah. all, it's it's all absolutely bang on for me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously we've only heard Chan Siri's silent story. I never, I, I don't think Tony Pulis is going to come public and and give his give his side. It's already been it's already been said. Um, but the only thing I would say is Pulis has said he's not had much time on training pitch. It's literally been game after game after game after game. So they've been playing a game, they've been resting for midweek, then they've been training for for one day. And he'd been resting again for, for fixture at weekend, so he's not had time to actually put his stamp on the on the team, which I do get to some to some extent. But when you come, when he no. comes out, when it comes out and he says that in the interview, he were told that he can adapt to the players, and then now it sounds like he's pretty much said, "Look, yeah, I know what I'm exactly. doing. I know what I'm doing. It's my way or the highway." And Chance here has gone. Wait a minute, you, that's not what you've. That's not what you said when you first yep. came into the club. You said that you were going to adapt and stuff. But like, yeah, we've only heard one side of the story, so I'm not going to go, you know, wax lyrical on, you know, sticking up for sticking up for Chancery. I mean, my just for what it's worth, my thoughts on the whole Chancery thing is, you know, he come in, he's ploughed all this money in, which obviously I'm forever grateful for. You know, that's that's what everyone cries out for, isn't it? For a chairman that can that can put money in and we can sign these players and what have you. But then. It, it's nearly worked. We've nearly got to the promised land. Yeah, you know, obviously, we get to Wembley and you know, we narrowly miss out. Then we get to the playoffs season after that. But then we've just we, we didn't really have a plan B. It was just a that that was a plan to get into get you know, to go into. It was. The it was. League. It was. And then, and then since and then since then we've just been paying for it. And and I think it's just been making bad mistake after bad mistake after after you know bad mistake. Or I don't know whether he's been. Um, you know, badly informed or or anything like that. But you look now. I mean, I saw I saw a post. It was about three pages long, and it was telling you all the things that Chan Siri's done since he's been to the club. Um, you know, and then it and it tells you that you know he, he's one of us and he's one of the fans and he loves the club and stuff like that. But 
it's not, uh, I don't know. I want to believe it, but it, I do. I do. Like, I he, believe he, him. He, well, it's, but for me, he's, he's not like you don't take SWFC off at North Stand and replace it with your own name. I mean, I know why he's done it for for the money and yeah, the sponsors and stuff. I know what but, you mean. Yeah, you know, if, you're a, if you're a fan, I mean, I am really surprised the name Stadium, the Chan Series Stadium. And <laughs> I, I bet it will probably cross in his mind to do it. And but that's that. You know, I know he's, I know he's trying to put the money into the club and, and things, but for me, that's like a short term fix. We need like a long term future, and we we haven't got that that long term plan. We've not got you know we haven't got anything to sell. We're not we're not a sellable asset. The players that we've got are worth you know a bag and a balloon. Um, they're all out of contract. You've got no stadium. We've got you know D taxes, which I'm still I ordered one four years ago. I'm still waiting for it to turn up. Uh, you, know, you know, if we've got kits made by some fake name, <laughs> Elev- Elevate, I ain't got a clue who they are. You've got Chancery, it looks like Mickey Mouse on your, well, on your shirt. Oh, it's just terrible. It's just let's get, into, let's get into it then. So, for a start, it said we had a sponsor fixed up, which were going to be huge. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but, that, yeah. So, so, we don't know whether that's true. We don't know if that's true, but look at how passionate he is. There's somebody that's that, that's. His nationality that doesn't speak that much English that's learnt it that he can't lie about Pulis sending him texts. Let me read this text out now. He says and gets his phone out and he's, he's clearly reading it out. He's got yeah. his team on it all the time. Blah blah blah. What, he's not going to lie about having these things set up and then having because neg- he's right on negative. You've got a sponsor if it's Carlsberg or someone like that, a big sponsor and they're just reading all this negative stuff for it. They would reject it. I would if I were thinking, but we don't know. We don't know. Not truths in anything we don't know truths in many things all I know is when he came to Wednesday we're one game away from going to Premier League it'd have been the best thing that's ever happened since sliced bread he spent 10 million on Rhodes because we wanted him to spend that 10 million we wanted yeah. Jordan Rhodes everybody were obsessed with getting him and then he's put the money in to finally get him and then when he's not good enough why is he spending that much money on Rhodes we could have spent it on much better he just can't win that's my opinion but anyway <laughs> I've got a name to bring up to you, which has been mentioned a lot today. So, Paco Gemes, I think that's how you pronounce it, is a Spanish <laughs> manager. You know, have you yep. ever heard of him? I'll be, I'll, be honest, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at the, uh, the next manager odds now, and there's some names on there who I haven't got a clue who they are, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've not heard, I've not heard of, uh, of told Paco Gemes before. Do you want to hear something about him, James? Go on then which you're going to love. I've just looked at him on Wikipedia. And so listen to this. Las Palmas manager, 2011. When he left Las Palmas in 2011, he went to Rayo Vallecano for four years, went back to Palmas for two years, and now he's back at Vallecano. <laughs> right. So he's like, so he had, a, he had two other clubs in the middle of that for a few months, but it's literally like he's doing wife spot with two football teams. <laughs> so what's fair. all that about? I've I've no I've no idea. It sounds like he's had more clubs than I've had out dinners. To be fair, it does. It, it does, James. But what's all that? But it's not like he's going. He's gone to loads of clubs. But last Palmas for two years, then leaves to Real Vallecano for four years, goes back to Palmas for two years, then goes back to Vallecano for two years. So why are them two clubs saying no? We don't want him and sacking him, and then saying quick, we need him back. Why are they both doing it? I've I've no idea. Really, I mean, really strange. Really strange. Yeah, I mean, I've not, I've not heard about him to be honest. I, I don't really know. I don't really know too much about him uh, to say whether, whether I'm going to want him or not uh, as the next manager. Uh, I mean, just quickly Same. looking. I'm just going to 
quickly refresh now what the odds are changing constantly. I don't know if you've been uh, if you've been looking to be honest, but Paul Cook's down at pretty much evens to to take the job. He's down at uh, eleven to ten, and we've got Danny Cowley four to one. Uh, I mean, he, he shot up after the derby game. Um, I don't know if you watched that bit before. Andy. Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, 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 when um, when he asked yeah. about the job and, and everything, and and to be honest, he spoke quite quite well at Sheffield Wednesday. It I did. He, I thought he knew team better than what you know Monk and Pulis did. To be perfectly honest, yeah, I know. we were talking about I know what you mean. we had two left-footed centre backs. He was talking about reach playing him out of position and what have you. So he's, he's clearly done his done his homework. Now whether he'd not. He knew that because of his time at Huddersfield and, and, and what have you. It sounded quite fresh to me, though. It sounded like he had been he had been looking up the squad and, and what have you. And whether he's been whether he's had talks with Sheffield Wednesday, um, we obviously will uh, only time will tell. Um, I mean, for the I mean, just going down the list uh, again, we've got Gus Poyet five to one. Yeah, uh, if we don't want him. Torsten Fink seven to one. Obviously, Thompson for him to uh, be named permanent manager. He's ten to one. Then Jose Marias, he were, I think he was a f- favourite, like kind of as soon as Pulis got sacked. Yeah. He's drifted, he's drifted out to twelve to one. And then you you got your your good friend Paco Jemez, he's uh, he's fourteens. Nigel Pearson, he's he's always in frame, Pearson. No. Yeah, don't let's I not think, talk about that. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen, so let's not talk I mean, about it. Sure, surely if we keep if we keep banging drum. Surely he's going to hear it. Well, like we, like we did with Rhodes. Like we did with Rhodes. <laughs> he's 16 to 1, yeah. And then we've got Ben Olsen, 18 to 1. And then Fatty Teke, he's out to 20s. So go on then. Out of that, out of that list, who are you wanting? So, first of all, um, I want Paul Cook. But before I say about Paul Cook and why I want him, I just want to say with that Spanish manager, it's dodgy. When, the last time when a manager come, like Carval, when he'd been, remember all these clubs, he was the first person that was really good. So you never know if he comes. It could be it could be a blessing in disguise. But as for Cowley, when you when you go like now we're doing a podcast, you do a bit of revision on what you're going to talk about and things like that. When when Cowley's going on to Sky Sports to talk about Wednesday, Ulster playing Derby, they're gonna he's going to be looking into it. So he's going to see reach. I think that's the main thing about that. Not not really that is our discussion for Wednesday. I think it's because you've got yeah. to do research when you're going on to Sky Sports to do that. But me personally, I like Paul Cook. When you look at Paul Cook, he's gone first. He's just straight talking. He's straight talking for a start. He's always been the number one for a lot of fans. Um, somebody else, what's his name now? Uh, Al Maplow on Twitter, he messaged us and he says yeah. he, want, he wanted Cook the first time a manager was sacked him back at Gary Monk. And then again, so yeah, Al Maplow wants it as well. But you look at what he's done. He's got promoted from League One with two teams. Um, he's got promoted with Portsmouth and Chesterfield from League Two. He's basically established Wigan in the Championship for the first time until they got that points deduction, which even if they got a 12-point deduction, they would have stayed up last game of the season if they wouldn't have... I forgot what they played at home, but they should have won. And... Um, yeah, they got the deduction and they went down. It was just like he sort of, he was just sort of fed up. He would take the job at Wednesday, which I think is huge. And yeah. I really, really do think he'd be a, a good manager for Wednesday. So my first choice would be Paul Cook. So who's yours? I'm, well, I'm just looking at that tweet now that uh, that you were just talking about. It's put here. I wanted him the last couple of times we've sat the manager and we shot. We didn't go for him last time. Uh, Cook's managed a few bigger clubs than the Cowleys, uh, Portsmouth and Wigan, to name a few, and a f- yep. and for longer as well. Uh, Cook's been successful in every job he's had, so he clearly knows what he's doing. Can't pick out another candidate that inspires me. Ryan Lowe will be interesting, but he's very inexperienced. So, uh, again, everyone everyone that's listening, you know, you can get involved. Just tweet us at WTIDpod, or you can use the hashtag WTIDpod. Obviously, we will read out, uh, you know, your tweets in the the next episode. So, yeah, I mean, just looking on Cook as, as well, he's... 
but they won the League One title with Wigan, League Two title with Portsmouth. I think they won League Two title with Chesterfield as well um, a bit earlier on. So, like I said, he has he has uh, he's certainly got the Palmares to um, you know to back up what he's what he's doing. Whether he can, you know, obviously he has, he has managed in the Championship with Wigan. You know, obviously we're massive, as everyone keeps telling us, uh, and we all we all know that. Whether he can uh, come to the massive and, and do the and do the work and do the job is another thing. I mean, we put out a tweet earlier on. I think it was yesterday. Just a, a quick poll, just to ask people if they wanted him. Eighty-eight percent of Wednesday fans would would uh, would want him. So it's clear and to Cook. see. It, yeah, yeah. It's, is that uh, is that, that the votes? That's what, yeah. So we've eighty-eight percent of people. Massive, that's on, massive. On so it's clear to see that if he was to come in, um, he's going to be a he's going to be a fan favourite. Personally, still I, about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, we moan because we care. If we didn't yes, care, but, uh, if we didn't care, we're just going to support someone else. So uh, th- yeah, that's yeah, you know, that's why we whinge and moan. Uh, obviously, we celebrate when we're when we're doing well, but we're not doing that well. We're down near the bottom, so we are going to get all this uh, moaning and whinging. I mean, for the record. I would probably like Danny Cowley. I wanted Danny Cowley for went to Huddersfield. Yeah, I, I did. I did want him to be fair. Um, I, I think he's he's young. He's exciting. It didn't work out at Huddersfield for, what, for whatever reason. But um, I, I think he's just got that bit of energy about him, um, which I think we need. Uh, obviously, Pulis is the total opposite. Pulis were you know ancient dinosaur esque. But I think yeah. I think we need someone that's got some different ideas. You know whether he's whether he can you know work on under the constraints that we've that we've got at the moment. The only time will tell. That's probably where Cook would shade it a little bit. He, he has you know he has worked without a transfer budget for for quite some time, so he he knows what he's he knows what he's doing with that one. Part of me also, like you just said, do we do we go for someone else that's um, you know that's a bit of an unknown like the yeah know, the, the, exactly this exactly mate exactly. Like, look at yeah. all these names that are constantly mentioned, and yeah. just get someone new who don't know a note about it. Yeah, I mean, it's Torsten Fink. He's been he's been mentioned. He's that German German manager. I think he uh, he's played for Bayern Munich, won Champions League. So he's he's obviously he's obviously um, he's had some success in his career. He knows what it's like to win. Um, hopefully, he can bring that he can bring that in. It's been said that he wants to manage in England. My only fear is, is he just using Sheffield Wednesday as a bit of a stepping stone to move on? It doesn't matter, though, does it? Doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter if it does well. Yeah, ex- well, that's exactly. Uh, it's just whether we're going to, you know, take that jump again. Um, I mean, the, the this Gus Poyet. I don't really want Gus Poyet. I don't even know. No, why I don't. Why Brighton, weren't it? It were that before. It was shocking. Well, you yeah, know what but, it is, James? I just think, I just think with him, it's not like you're pretend you're not a Wednesday fan. What would appeal to you about going to Wednesday? They've had two managers sacked in the last few months. They've just come, just come out of relegation. There's nothing exciting. You've got loads of players on loan. You, you just, there's all this negative. You, you, nothing would appeal about going to Wednesday for me. Well, unless, unless the manager chairman says in January, I'll give you some money. Like, if that, fair enough, if that's going to be said. Yeah, I mean, it's a challenge. You've got to say that. It is a, it is a challenge. Um, I mean... You'd like to think that you know the fans would get if, get behind uh, the next manager, whoever whoever that may be, uh, just because of you know the situation that we're in. I mean, it can't get any worse, can it? Really, to be to be honest, um, oh. we just need you know. I think we need to just get it sorted sooner rather than later because I've just got that feeling that if it starts rumbling on, we're going to be saying again, 
oh, they're not his players. Oh, we need to wait for we yep, wait for exactly. the transfer window. Exactly. We need to get it sorted now. Whilst Bang the on. transfer transfer windows opened, what yesterday I think it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, Didn't you? Uh, so what yeah, were we waiting yes. for? Yeah, so we need to get it sorted sooner rather than later. I think I think Chancier is trying he's trying to get something over the line, uh, and we're just waiting to see what who that uh, who that person's who that person's going to be. Just another thing we're going to uh, talk about, which uh, I don't know if you've seen. So the Sheffield Wednesday Supporters Trust, uh, they've actually sent an open letter to uh, to Chancery. This was actually before uh, he made that announcement to sack Tony Pulis. Um, I mean, I'm just going to read uh, a little bit uh, of this out to you. Um, so he says, Dear Mr Chancery, we uh, undersigned all passionate supporters of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club believe that urgent reform is needed to stir the steep decline the club has suffered in recent season. Uh, the team's fourth on grace since the 16-17 season. The independent disciplinary commission deduction of six points and more recent reports that players have not been paid on time must be catalyst for significant change of Sheffield Wednesday. And it, go, it goes on uh, to say other, other things as well. Um, and it's quite uh, scathing. Uh, and it ends with just like a, a five-point plan that they, that they want answering. Um, What's that? What's that? What's the plan? They wanting to write and publish a strategic plan moving forward. They want to know the direction of the club. Implement a new ticket pricing strategy at Hillsborough as well. Yep. Uh, embark on a process of engagement with the fans. Uh, ensure our club becomes a key player in the life of the city uh, and then overhaul the club's sporting business and executive operations. I mean, it's quite clear that, I mean, there's, there's probably, last time I checked, there were something like three, 4,000 signatures on this open letter. So it's quite clear that um, he's getting the backing. Uh, people are unhappy um, with Chancery and, uh, you know, people are wanting are wanting change Um I mean, I know you've already touched on that you you yeah. are a bit of a you know you are a supporter of Chancery and, and what have you. What do you what do you think to that? No, I, I, I agree because I know he's not I know he's not done a few things right, whatever, but he's done a lot of things right, and he's and he's got us to even be moaning about not getting in the playoffs in the championship is where he's got us to where we never had that before he come. So the only the only bad thing I can feel sorry for him for is because he's having all this negative stuff because he's put that much money in and he's spent yeah. that much money that he's got himself in this much trouble. So you've got to feel for him because he spent a lot of money to be able to get himself in this much trouble, which if he come in and he didn't spend no money, he'd be getting raped everywhere for not spending money. So I just think yeah. it's a very difficult situation. And until I just think being negative 24-7 towards our chairman, I just don't think it's good for us to, to, when, no. when we can't change anything. I mean, to be fair to him, uh, obviously since since that open letter came out, uh, I mean, he has denied that he knew anything about it. He's, you know, when he was asked uh, in that press conference, he said that he didn't know that there was an open letter of... Uh, um, you know, put forward to him. But, you know, one thing you have got to back him uh, on is that he has come straight out, you know, he's sacked Tony Pulis and the day later, uh, he's, he's putting a, you know, he's in a press conference to the yep. to the media, to the national media, you know, talking through what he's done and why why he's made his decisions. He's not he's not hiding. Uh, he could quite he easily just... Hide. Uh, he doesn't hide, yeah. Yeah, he could quite easily just, you know, ignore everyone and what have you. But he's come out and he's, he's said his piece and he's, you know, he's put the... Whether it's right or wrong... He's answered the questions as best as best he can, and I suppose when you when you're talking about like communication and things like that, at least he's he's given us some 
some answers. Whether we want to believe them or not is another is another question. It's gone a little bit quiet uh, over recent days. I think it's been overshadowed by a few things that have been going on. But uh, obviously Hutchinson terminated his con- contract at Paphos FC. Uh, so uh, and obviously we we heard that you know Chancery said that it was it was Tony Pulis that wanted Hutchinson back. I mean, just quickly, would would you have Hutchinson back in the side? And do you think he would? Do you think he's someone that we're missing? I would have him back. I would, yeah, but not. There's obviously another reason he's done something wrong again. I think he's got a bit of an attitude, hence why a lot of managers didn't like him. Um, he's obviously gone there. I don't know if you saw it, but he got a red card in one of his last games he played for them. And he was just, <laughs> I'm not surprised, to be fair. <laughs> you no, know, James Wade, so you see, he's basically tried to two foot his head in, in about nine foot. It's ridiculous what he's done. Um, <laughs> but then again, this is going to bring controversy in. I'd have new you in. Drop of a hat, I would have Nui back at Hulls. But I'm telling you now, I know it's not going to happen, but I know everyone wanted to get rid of him, but Nui he would have scored more than four goals. Fact. I know he would have scored more than four goals this season. Uh, and I think I'd, I think if it, I think if he still got Tony Pulis, <laughs> I think he would he would have fitted into the Tony Pulis mould of playing football, which is just defend and just do fit. Um, you know, Pulis balls people have been uh, been talking about. But um you know, going back to the Hutchinson, I, I just don't think that uh, he's what we need right now. We've got far no, too many injuries. He, he's, he's had too many concentrate injuries. Concentrate on Shaw. Concentrate on Shaw, mate. And yeah, he's knocking on a bit now. Uh, I mean, yes, he's got that fight and that desire. And, and when he was at Wednesday, I, I loved him and everything. But he, he just weren't consistent enough. Uh, I mean, I'm sure people are going to slate him in eye and they're going to come back with all these stats that he played this many minutes and he played this many games and what have you. But for me, he was just, he were, you know, he, he's too many yellow cards, too many suspensions, too many red cards, you're a bit reckless. Uh, and I think, then, and too many injuries as well. Uh, so for me, uh, it's just a big no-no. I just... Um, I, th- I think I what it is, mate, we're holding, on to, we're holding on to a lot of that 2016 team that went to Wembley. We're, we're always holding on to that. We're looking at... Let's get Forest Gary back. Well, listen, now, that's what I'm going to say. With Forest he's played seven games for Udinese. We always wait, we always hope to get back to that where in 2016 so they held on to him Keevan Lee since his injury he never got back to his normal self Ross Wallace he were class but then he just got too old um, and then you had Hooper which I never thought we should let go but he got an injury and that, you know he's playing that in him. India he's playing in Is India Hooper yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> he went to Australia didn't he but but, mate, if you look yeah. at that, look at Fletcher, right? Fletcher, amazing injury. Hooper, amazing injury. Forestieri, amazing injuries. Hutchinson got his injuries. Keevan Lee, injuries. Leuven's got too old. Westwood had his dropped and got his injuries or whatever. The whole team, it was solid at Wembley and they were just trying to get back to that. But then you look, even back to Gary Monk, we had to wait and wait and wait and wait for his own players to bring in, yeah? And then when you look at his own players he brought in, Izzy Brown, he's just never kicked off. Then you've got Kachunga, I think he's useless. I really, really do think personally, yeah. I think he's awful. I think he's absolutely awful. But at the end of the day, he's not been given a chance 24-17 team because he's not seen as that sort of player. So no. I just I just think, I just don't think, like, Windass is the best signing. He's, and, and Windass has been linked with a lot of teams recently, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's been linked with, I think, West Brom, uh, Bournemouth and Watford uh, are said to, be, said to be interested in him. Now, one interesting thing as well is that um, if Cook was to come in, obviously Cook was, was there, obviously Wigan with Windass, um, by all accounts. They Never thought a, about that, yeah. Had, well, by all accounts, he had a bit of a bust up. Um, yeah. So, uh, if you know, if Cook was to come in, is Windass going to be the first man out of the door? If you don't see eye to eye, isn't that why he left because of Cook? I think so. Yeah, that's why. That's why he came. So, 
But I'm sure for, I'm, pretend you're the chairman and you're and you know our best striker is Windass, which I think he is. I think everyone will agree. Um, if you're going to take a manager on, I think the first thing you're going to say to him is there going to be a problem because we're not getting rid of our star striker sort of thing. So I think that'll be resolved before it even started. So yeah, I don't really think, I mean, I don't... yeah. Well, it's, it depends. How it gets resolved, doesn't it? Does it get resolved as in they just you know work amicably and and just put the differences aside, or does it get resolved by? Him showing him door and, and him bringing his strikers in that he needs. I don't think cause... he would. I don't think he would show him door for a start. He signed up. He's got a few year contract on it. But then again, it must. It might. It would be easy for him to get rid of him if he wanted to buy his own players because you can get a bit of money for Windass. There is teams that do want him. You've got Jay Dunkley that played at Wigan for for him as well for Paul Cook who loved Jay, Jay Dunkley. He seems to be very open minded. He speaks his mind. He's sort of a player you love to have at your club, and he likes yeah. Paul Cook. So it could go either way, on it? Because I'm sure no matter what's happened with someone in passing. If I don't like, if I didn't like someone from school or something like that, and I went back to that school and I managed that school team, and he was banging goals in for me, I think I'd get over it. But if he doesn't, yeah. do you know what I mean? So there's a lot yeah. behind it we don't know about, but we'll see, mate. We'll see. Yeah, and obviously, uh, as soon as the uh, as soon as the announcement drops, uh, who the next Sheffield Wednesday manager is going to be, uh, we'll obviously have a, a special uh, episode of this podcast, and we'll be talking about whoever that manager is and what what is uh, you know obviously we'll listen to his first press conference and we'll we'll see what he's uh, what he's like going forward, and we'll have all the all the reaction from that. So do stay tuned for that uh, for that episode coming up, whether it's going to be this week, next week. Whenever it's going to be, we'll uh, obviously we'll be uh, talking about it, and obviously you can get involved uh, as always again. So obviously coming up next, we've got Exeter in the FA Cup. Um, that's obviously this coming Saturday uh, away at Exeter. Just a couple of uh, stats um, about you know, the recent meetings with Exeter. We've last time we played him were back in 2011-12 season. Uh, when we're in League One, um, there's only been four recent meetings in you know um, that have been in the last ten years. Exeter, are one of our bogey sides, we've played them. Uh, yeah, they eleven. Are. We've played them eleven times, and we've only had three wins. Uh, at, you know, against Exeter, we've never won at St James's Park, which uh, obviously we'll be playing at St James's Park this this weekend. Uh, yeah, going back to that win that we did have, they were at home. James O'Connor uh, had a brace from James O'Connor. Yeah, a brace from your mate, Gary Medine. He, uh, he got two. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it didn't look like a happy hunting ground against Exeter. We've not played many no. games against them. Like I said, we've only played them four times in the last ten. I don't know a great deal about them. They are doing quite well at the moment. I mean, they sit seventh in, in uh, League was Two. It, um, was it 5-1 the last time we played them at their ground? That's the last, I went to Exeter when we lost 5-1 when Gary Medine scored a consolation with 5-0 down. Was yeah, that the last time we played it? Uh, no, wait, that, no, that that was the 18th of December, 2010. He says here. Uh, we Gosh, played him uh, ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, we played him three times since, losing twice and, and winning just that that one time that I just just spoke about. But um, I, what do, what do you think this uh, this weekend for, for me? I I think we need to give the kids a run out. I'm not bothered about FA Cup. I don't give a cl- I don't give a crap about a cl- cup, mate. There's just there's nothing there's nothing exciting about it because even if we beat Exeter, then what? Even if we get a big team in next round, it's, we're not focusing on league. We're not going to be able to go to it. 
Like, they're just going to play the kids, so whether we get in next round, if it's a big club, we only get Man City every year anyway nowadays. So <laughs> I just I just think, I just think no, because the only good thing that could happen is getting United right now and beating them, Sheffield United. Yeah. But apart from that, mate, there's just nothing that makes me want to play the next round at all. I know, it's, I know it sounds really negative, but we've got to focus on staying in this division because at the end of the day, mate, if you look at it this way, if Wednesday stay up, we are going to be playing Sheffield United next year. They're going to be in the same yeah. division as us, whereas... You you imagine start of this season, you you thought night there were a massive chance of Wednesday going down, there were a massive chance of United finishing in top six in Premier League. So we could yeah. have been at the stage where United are in Premier League smashing it, Wednesday in League One, but it, it's now it's now looking like very very good chance of us both being in Championship together. So I'd take it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not. I said I'm not that bothered about this this game coming up. For me. Um, I think we'll benefit far greater from having, you know, two weeks rest. Uh, we're, we're picking up these little niggly injuries. You know, Westwood can can rest his little legs from his from his kicking that he's been doing. We <laughs> 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 you know we can, uh, you know, we can get back to full fitness again. Hopefully, Jay Dunkley will be back. Uh, will be back as well. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just get, get kids run out. I mean, Jordan Rhodes, he could get a chance. He might get. He might get a start. No, play on, play on Penny. Play Penny. Play Rhodes. Play Shaw again, stuff it good for Shaw. Play um, Brennan, that other young lad. Play that kid Jackson who were on who were on bench. I'm in the Wednesday Sing group on Facebook. I think you are as well, James. We are. Yeah, yeah. And um, I commented saying, "Who's this Jackson kid?" And what? And his dad actually replied on the on the status saying, "It's my son." And I'm like, "Oh, fair enough, mate." Um, no comment longer than that. Just it's my son. <laughs> All right. I just think play the kids. There's nothing we've got to lose. They, 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 we've got a lot to lose by not playing them. And we've got nothing to gain by playing the first team. Literally, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, hopefully kids can do, do the business. If they lose, so what? They lose. Really, yeah, really if, they win, if they win, they win. So, as everyone knows, obviously, Wednesday, Wednesday Picks is the sponsor of this podcast. Uh, if you haven't done so already, then head over to the App Store and download the app. Just search for Wednesday Picks uh, on the iOS App Store uh, or the Google Play Store. Uh, it's free to enter. All you have to do is just uh, answer some questions, make your predictions on the upcoming fixture, and you can bag yourself a share of £1,000. So, each week... Uh, Myself and Jamie will be uh, going head to head and predict, you know, the most uh, most wins and come out with the, with the most points and see if we can bag ourselves some money as well, which uh, will be uh, will be nice. So I've had to think long and hard about what to call this feature, but I, I think I've I think I've got it. So uh, tell me what you think. Mapping versus Howcroft. Yeah, it's decent. It's, it's simple, but it's effective. I like it. I like it. Honestly, it, it took me absolutely ages to think up of that. You know, I, weeks and weeks thinking up of something to, something to call it. But uh, right, so we'll get into uh, we'll get into these uh, these predictions then. So we're just going to uh, reel off the first the first five, um, and then obviously we'll see how we uh, see how we how we get on. So uh, yeah, what have you uh, what have you gone for, Jimmy? I think we'll win. Um, I think we'll win two one. Um, I think we'll score two goals, obviously, because we're going to win 2-1. I don't think we'll score it in second half. I think we'll have four or more corners with four or more shots on target. But I also think a keeper is going to make four or more saves. All right, so I think it's going to be a bit of a busy busy game then. Um, so, yeah, for uh, for me, uh, obviously, yeah, we've got uh, you know, Exeter in the in the cup. Uh, I think we're going to turn them over. Uh, we're going to, we'll beat them. We're only going to score one goal, though. Uh, just going to nick it. Uh, it'll come in the second half. 
we're going to get three corners uh, and yeah, we're going to have three shots on target as well. So uh, yeah, let's see what, uh, let's see how that all pans out and see who, uh, see who comes out on top. Obviously, we'll be back again after the Exeter game. Obviously, the podcast drops every Monday evening, so you know, be sure to uh, subscribe. If you enjoy the podcast as well, then don't forget to give us uh, a review. Uh, obviously, means means a lot to us. Obviously, we're going to be going bigger and better things. We're also going to be having, um, like I touched on before, ex-players, ex-managers on the on the podcast with the special episodes. So uh, be sure to watch out for those, and we'll let you know when they're going to be uh, going to be dropping. So uh, it's a goodbye from. And goodbye from me. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.